Adventure Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. Welcome to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM, the good old Hills Radio, and of course, and you're here today with me, Anita. And me, Mike. And why, high five, high five, high five. Yeah, and why are we so, um, what's so important about us? Why do we have this radio show and what do we have to offer for people out there in Radio Land? Oh, we have, a, we have an opinion, just like anybody else, but we are well-travelled. We uh, operate the Hills only camper trailer store and, uh, yeah, we're, we're just full of it. <laughs> so much so that we thought we'd get on this show and uh, share it with camping enthusiasts in general. That's right. We have done a bit of travelling ourselves, been in quite a few four-wheel drive clubs and did, did a bit of... Uh, Freelance journalism. Yeah, Mike was the uh, little pen pusher and I was the button pusher. <laughs> Many photos. Writer photos. Um, and we did go around Australia back in... 2011 for about 13 months so we've got a few stories to share with you guys and we're always here for a bit of a um advice on what to get what to do and where to go and today we're going to tell you where to go one of uh south australia's best uh holiday destinations particularly for the four-wheel drive enthusiast is a beautiful spot down the very tip of the Air Peninsula called Coffin Bay National Park. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it essentially the National Park is a remote sandy peninsula, so you can only go on there with a four-wheel drive or at least to the far tip of it. Yep. Uh, it's on high-yield fishing grounds. It's just a beautiful place to go. It is. It's one of South Australia's gems, and when you That's ask it. a lot of South Australians, apart from the Flinders Ranges, Coffin Bay is right up there. Yep. No, just a glorious spot. Uh, we've been there many times yeah. uh, throughout the seasons, both winter, summer, and it never ceases to disappoint. It no. is just a glorious spot, and we're uh, planning a trip there early next year. That's so. right. And a bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about fishing down at Coffin Bay because that is one of the main highlights. Yep, and we have uh, recreational fishing enthusiast David Holtham. Yes. Who, uh, you might remember from the Bricks and Mortar show, which follow us on Saturday morning. It's one of his favourite spots and he's got lots of advice. Yep, some ideas, uh, which he'll be sharing with us later today. But that's after this song from one of our favourite bands, the Cat Empire and Bulls. Don't go anywhere, stay with us. With Adventure Before Dementia, 88.9 FM on Hills Radio until 9 o'clock today. Well, if you're not up and getting going already, I reckon that song would make you get your beans into you. Yeah. <laughs> that was The Bulls by The Cat Empire. And you're listening to Mike and Anita here on Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio, 88.9 FM. And we're talking about, we're talking about, and I can't believe we haven't spoken about it already, is Coffin Bay, this Ooh. beautiful little, uh, essentially it's just a little holiday seaside town on the tip of the Air Peninsula. But it's what's beyond that. And uh, just to talk about the uh, the region in general, so on one hand you've got 
Coffin Bay, this tiny little seaside town, which essentially is a is a holiday destination. Uh, on one hand, but uh, just around the corner is Port Lincoln, which is a massive commercial enterprise mm. and also, did you know, home to the world's largest shipping fleet. Oh, Should I say fishing fleet? Oh. Because it's a... Yeah, fishing. It's a massive uh, seafood extraordinaire oh. down there. Oh, yeah. And when is the time for seafood down there? Oh, it's all the time, isn't it? Isn't it about now till March or something? Well, I'll go with that. Well, we'll ask the fishing guru, the Hoth, when he comes in. But we've got, uh, um, yeah, the Air Peninsula's, uh, it's quite a drive to get there if you're from Adelaide. Yep, if it's you, about 700 k's. Yeah, and you might think, oh, that's pretty fair distance but you got to go all the way up to Port Wakefield and then you got to keep well, going Port up Augusta, Port Augusta well, nearly Port Augusta isn't it and then you turn off got to go round the bite if right, you like yeah and head towards down to Port Lincoln so it's all sort of coastal drive anyway yep you do pass through a lot of a lot of towns with and lots yeah. of little towns and then once you get to Port Lincoln you head over the other side to Coffin Bay and that's on the great Australian bite side Yes, beautiful little spot. And there is a massive national park, which we will be speaking about mostly. But what? If you wanted to shortcut that, though, you don't have to drive necessarily 10 hours oh, to get there. You can yeah. actually catch the vehicle ferry that yeah. leaves from Wallaroo and it goes across the bite there. Yeah, it's back the up and running. To Cal. So not too bad. That chops off 420 k's. So it's a... Fair, fair shortcut. And you can have a bit of a nap while you're on there because it's yep. just you crossing the water. Watch, <laughs> watch a movie, whatever. We uh, took the ferry one year across there and it was a bit of a bumpy ride, I must say. The, You know, walking down the corridor there on a, on a bit of a lean. <laughs> but it got, we got there a lot quicker and... and yep. yeah. You can rest, it just breaks up the drive. That's right, but... There's a bit of a cost involved, of course. I can hear all these people going, well, what's so great about Coffin Bay? Why? Why do I need to go there? I'll give you four good reasons. Four good reasons. <laughs> Anita's hot tips for Coffin Bay. Number one, you can get a good feed of fresh oysters. And, I mean, have you, have you ever had a Coffin Bay oyster? Yep, they use the Pacific oysters. And we'll tell you a little bit about the yeah. pioneering history later yep. and oysters. There's a bit of a difference between the oysters from here than the oysters from New South Wales, aren't they? Yes, uh, however... Different uh, flavour. Do you want me to tell you about the traditional oysters? Okay, yes. Okay, so the <laughs> Angazi oyster... Angazi. Is, ...is the native oyster from the area. Um, and the pioneers, the early pioneers to this area, the main industries were whaling and... Um, Oystering, if that is a word. <laughs> Oysters and whales were the main industries. Uh-huh. And uh, however, they overfished the area. So the Angazi, so they had to introduce a new species. So they introduced this Japanese uh-huh. Pacific oyster, which is what the Coffin Bay oyster is. It is, is that a Pacific right? oyster, yes. And the flavour is quite fresh mm. and a bit, you could say it's sort of on the uh, metally side. Mentally sad. It's probably not the most endearing uh, uh, I know, description. But I'm trying to give the difference between the flavour of the oysters here in South Australia to the flavours in New South Wales, because the ones in New South Wales are in the wa- fresh water, and they are a bit. It's a bit uh, more uh, creamier. The best. The best way to cheesy to do it is to <laughs> taste it for yourself. Yeah. And what better way than to get them? 
in oh. Coffin Bay, you can get them straight off the boat. Oh. So uh, you, you can. There's a. It's just a little tourist town, so there's not a huge amount of shops like there are at Port Lincoln. There is, uh, you know, just one one sort of grog shop in the middle. That's like the milk bar and everything else. Uh, um, over here, we call it a deli. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can grab some there, but if you just hook around the corner and head up over the hill, you'll yeah. run into all these big aluminium sheds where all, all these fishing boats are and you just need to bang on a door and you essentially you can buy these for about 10 bucks a dozen. Yep. So they are, are then fresh off the boat. Yep, and they can, if you Mate. want, shuck them for you. Shucks. Uh, rather than you doing it yourself and injuring yourself. Yep. But they, they're uh, massive and... Uh, Fresh oysters with a bottle of cool, icy cold beer. Psh, schmack all. It's a good thing. All right. I've got to pass this number one point. I've okay. got three more points here. Yep. Second point is is that if when you're down at Coffin Bay, you've got to get out of the car and do the walk on the – do the oyster walk, which is a, uh, a heritage walk, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of signs and information and you yep. walk through natural scrubland, you walk along the beach and – yeah, a lot of information and history about Port uh, Coffin Bay. <laughs> I was yep. going to say Port Lincoln. And then point three is you've got to go fishing. And we have we tried beach fishing and caught zilcho. We didn't have any bait at the time, so that's not so surprising. Oh, didn't we? No, oh, we were okay. just well, that wouldn't whipping help. the water with the line. <laughs> whipping the water. Oh, yeah, <laughs> making dripples. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you've got to try that there. And we're lucky enough that we will be fishing with the fishing guru, the Hoth, very soon. It's the Hoth. Oh, sorry, same thing. <laughs> it's not the Hoth. No. And then lastly, of course, you've got to visit the Coffin Bay National Park. That's it. So it's that's uh, outside of the um, of the location itself, the little Coffin Bay town. There's a caravan park in town, a boat ramp, all the usual things. But uh, what you'll notice when you drive into town as you're weaving down the road amongst the shrubbery is that every now and then you get a glimpse of the water and there's all these oyster leases, all these sort of timber partially submerged frames and that's where we get these super fresh oysters from. Yeah, and you can actually see the boats coming in and out and yep. see what they've hauled in and yeah, there's a few of the places that were open where you said behind the shop and you can actually see the guys uh, unload their their haul and yep. watch them shuck a few oysters, get to know how to do it. And I think I've got a little short video of that. I might put it up on our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. But we'll be back after a few words from our fantastic sponsors. Oh, Struth, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers at 26 Bike Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt for wd.com.au. Bill's radio sponsor. It was the iconic Aussie band, The Church, with Under the Milky Way. And what a great spot to admire our lovely Milky Way is down at Coffin Bay. That's it. Away from all the hustle and bustle and lights of uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) That. 
and staying down on yeah our peninsula at Coffin Bay out in the national park because that's fantastic, isn't it? Interesting name that though, <laughs> isn't it? Coffin Bay. Yeah, why? Doesn't exactly uh, <laughs> no. draw you in, does it? No. Anyway, so it, it's not really that morbid. It's uh, just that. Uh, Lieutenant Matthew Flinders named it back in 1802 after his good buddy Sir Isaac Coffin, who was responsible for the fit-out of Matthew Flinders' ship way back then. So that's why it was named Coffin Bay. Oh, fair enough. Now, he must have been pretty powsy with this fella because he also named a few other bits on the peninsula after his mate Sir Isaac Maybe he ran out of names and he was just trying to find a few more and then he just thought of his mate. So Maybe so. Yes, that's right. There's lots of places down the end there named after him, which we'll talk about now. The fantastic um, Coffin Bay National Park. It's it's massive, huge place. And the best thing is, is to go down there with a four-wheel drive and your camping gear and your tent or your boat or whatever you've got. And head down there and and pay your fees. That's check it. out all the. It's all. It is all done online these days, so you do have to book in advance. You can't just uh, do the old self registration as it used to be in the common sense days. Yeah, and there is uh, a few ca- good camping spots. We've been to all of them, uh, but the first one as you come in, after you've been past the lookout and things like that, to have a look at because it's quite amazing. Just the view over the the uh, Port Douglas, they call it, or Mount Dutton Bay. Yep. Uh, so there is sealed access for the first sort of, I don't know. To the first campsite. Yes. Which and is Yangi Bay. And there is the main part where you can take caravans and fifth wheelers and big rigs mostly, yep. isn't it? It's, it is quite a tight road going in, so it's not necessarily recommended for those rigs, but uh, yeah. you always seem to find them in there. And really the big rig area, camping area, is just a big open, fairly unappealing plot. So Yeah, it is quite open and uh, it's low-dense shrublands, they say. And I think there's a drop not toilet a sh- there too. a shum. A couple of drop toilets and yep. good access to Yangi Bay, of course. Yangi, uh, man. It's Yangi. Oh, Yangi. Yangi. Oh, Yangi, Yangi, tomato, tomato, it's all the same to me. And then, of course, there, if you're going to make that your home spot or your, your main your base. spot, your base camp, you can head off with your four-wheel drive. You've got to drop your tyre pressures down because you start to hit the sand. That's it. And it starts getting a bit squishy, especially that first bit. A lot of people just take off on that first bit, get stuck and go, oh, I'm going there's to go a, back now. There's a tiny little sign beside the track which <laughs> says reduce your tyre pressures here and... Uh, I must confess that I missed this sign when we went down there and just drove on past and just went... It is only about that big. How do we go? Yeah, you get stuck. (laughs) So it came to an abrupt halt. But that first little drive is uh, along a park called Lake Jesse and it also runs along the waterway there and it's beautiful. Every now and then you get glimpses of the the, uh, ocean or, as they call it, the bay. There is a there, there is a larger camping area on the other side of uh, Yangi Bay. Yep. Um, it's sort of more open, oh, sort yeah. of better suited to group camping, and it's not signed. But as soon as you hit the sand, it's the first track junction on the right. So mm. if you shoot down there, you can uh, get access to the other side of the bay, which <laughs> is very shallow. Yeah, not many people go there, but there's uh, uh, so one uh, other spot as you're heading down to the end of. 
um, Israel. Within the National Park, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, same thing. And then it, there's a place that's called Black Springs Well. And a lot of people head down there. There's not many campsites there, but that's the choice, choice spot to go to down um, Coffin Bay National Park. Although it doesn't sound like much, it's only 12 kilometres from Yanji Bay, but uh, it's over sand hills. Uh, There's a lot of limestone outcropping on the track, which means it's a slow, bumpy journey. Yeah, but the campsite is fantastic because you're right on the beach there and there's also the cliff points, or the cliff, where you can do some rock fishing, fishing off there, which yep. we'll talk to our fishing guru, David, when he's uh, is in after the next break. So, A uh, bit further on, yeah. uh, seven kilometres in fact, uh, runs you down to Seven Mile Beach, and this is uh, now fronting Coffin Bay. Yeah, and this is the tricky part where you've got to watch your tides and make sure you're... Yep. There's a heading out at tall high tide. stand of dunes down the far <laughs> end of the beach. So if you get it all wrong, you essentially then have to uh, skirt into the dune area, which is prohibited. Or so, you're stuffed. <laughs> yep, or just backtrack and save it for another day. But if you check your tides, you can drive all along the beach there and head down towards the Morgan's Landing Campground. Morgan's Landing Campground and the main inland part there, which you can drive around and check out more campsites. If you're going, but yeah, I wouldn't really recommend to take camper trailer down there because it ends up getting way too gnarly, especially along the beach. And then you can head down to Point Sir Isaac, where the um, campsite, the pool, See? is. Point Sir Isaac, he got an another naming. <laughs> of course he did. And there's other parts to check out down that point there or the end. Uh, there's Reef Point Lookout. And then there's also Muller, Long Beach, uh, Point Burgess, blah, 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 and the list goes on. And there's a little hut down there too. Yep. Is that named after someone? Don't know. <laughs> You're telling the story, you tell me. No, it's just called Hut. What about Sensation Beach? That was beautiful. Yep, that's there too. That's on the other end, isn't it? But yep. anyway, there's also another a wilderness area. It's called the Wind. Whidbey. Whidbey Wilderness Area where Not you Whitby. can only access via walking. That's it. It's foot traffic only. It is. But enough talking about the National Park. We're going to talk about fishing and we'll just come back ooh, after these... Uh, messages. And my squeaky chair. Yeah. <laughs> messages from our Stop fantastic sponsors again. And, of course, we're talking about Coffin Bay. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia. After the fire to Commissar. And, uh, of course, that was from a terrific movie we just watched, Atomic Blonde. Oh, ah, see, see yes. the penny didn't drop. No, it didn't. Uh, you're listening to Mike and Anita here on Adventure Before Dementia 88.9 FM and we're joined in the studio with... A special guest. Someone that's making a lot of noise. <laughs> my, my jack on my headphones not working properly. <laughs> he was jacking off over there. Oh, <laughs> Dave, the amazing fisherman he is. How's it going, Dave? Amazing fisherman. I am not. I'm a very average fisher person. (laughs) And that's what's good. I'm just average. I don't pretend to be anything special on the fishing front, but I do enjoy it. Don't have this little TV show going out around about extreme fishing? (laughs) Pretend fishing. (laughs) Pretend fishing. Pretend fishing. I'm very good at pretend fishing. That's where you go and you don't catch fish. (laughs) That's that's not what I heard. I heard a little story last night about a certain person sitting opposite the desk to me here, <laughs> who uh, went, was able to catch 10 
fish species while down at Coffin Bay. That is correct. I have caught 10 species in one day at Coffin Bay. Wow. Go on then. It is Tell us a about place that. where pretend fishing is very hard because <laughs> you can almost do nothing and catch a fish. I almost jump in the boat on some days. <laughs> really? Literally, literally. Um, I've never had a, a, a session there where I haven't caught a fish. But I have had one year where it was really bad tides and we didn't go quite so well as we normally do. But normally we get far more fish than we can eat and come home with wow. at least the esky chocolate block. For so lunch. can you catch them off the beach or do you need a boat? You don't need a boat. That's one of the really great things about Coffin Bay. Um, you can It's really just around the bay off from the caravan park and the boat ramp. Um, you know, for, you've got the kids going and flicking a lure um, off the the, the point there just next mm-hmm. to the boat ramp, great oh, yeah. for catching salmon trout. I've seen people pulling whiting uh, oh. just off of that little beach there next to the boat ramp and around there. So what's some of the, the ten? Give us some the of ten. the ten, whiting of course, whiting. trevally, mm. flathead, mm. Uh, shark, shark. oh, yeah. uh, salmon trout, Ooh. Tommy Ruff, Snook. squid, snook, the other ones. Anyway, that's a... That's <laughs> a <laughs> and two more. Yeah. Oh, you Can't said flathead it. too. Flathead? Yeah, we caught some flatheads. Yeah. And pufferfish. Oh, yeah, get, yeah <laughs> not very many pufferfish. Oh. Yeah. And get a few octopus as well. Oh, okay. Some little baby octopus. Oh, nice. So yeah. some of the things you don't... Uh, I heard you talking before about the seafood industry. Yep. And you'll go out through Coffin Bay and you'll see a whole bunch of, like, tin cans going on. And that's where they catch baby octopuses and they oh. get into the cans. That's how they catch them. The other thing that's come about is, uh, of course, sea urchins as well. Oh, it's yes. It's become quite a big industry around, it has, uh, isn't it? Down, around there. Mm. And some days, uh, sometimes a year when you're at Coffin Bay, you'll see that the whole bottom is just absolutely covered with sea urchins. Wow. Because mm. that's a delicacy in uh, Japan yeah. or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, lots of places around the world. Wow. Yeah, like there's sea urchins. Gosh. So the beautiful thing about Coffin Bay is you don't need a boat. And, you know, just in and around that little bay itself, mm-hmm. at the actual inner part of Coffin Bay, so not going right out, oh, you know, yeah. to the Cape or Isaac and Point Long Nose and these places that are... Kalidi Bay. In Kalidi Bay. Kalidi. Kalidi Bay. <laughs> I always uh, pronounce things wrong. <laughs> so just directly across from the caravan park, there's a sign that says underwater cables. And just off of there, there is a bit of a hole about Mm. five and a half metres deep. Mm -hmm. And whenever I show up, the first place we go, we'll get there about 10 or 11 o'clock, we'll set up camp and we'll just jump in the boat, go over to there. So we get that's where I set everything out for the week, you know, just getting it all rods organised. And many times the kids have just grabbed a line and they've dropped it in and we've caught two dozen fish right there in that little spot, you know. Literally 200 metres from the boat ramp. Wow. only... 30 metres off of the shore. What's your bait? Uh, generally, uh, then we're just using cockles. Cockles, okay. Maybe a bit of squid. Um, so you know, I mean, you always have the, the stock standard on your boat, you know, your cockles, your squid and your pilchards. Oh, okay. But as the week goes on, we'll use m- much more of the what we've caught. So we'll use some uh, salmon trout or some uh, tommy mm. ruff or squid that we've caught or yep. whiting, uh, you know, whatever we, we've managed to catch. Uh, sometimes you get some red mullet, so yeah. you use those. Joe, you uh, does it make any difference whether you use the imported cockles or the local cockles? Local cockles are always good. You can always also go round the point 
back out to where Goat Island is. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of the little beach around there, but there's a little beach you can drive onto. Yep. And you go around there and pump for yabbies. Ah. So, yabbies? Yeah. I can't see that. And uh, you know, I've got my glasses on. You have got your on. glasses on. <clears throat> but, yeah, so you can go around and pump for yabbies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and wow. yeah, so at low tide you go around with your little sand pump and you suck How them big out. are they? Uh, probably about an inch an long, inch, yeah, oh, yeah. inch, inch and a half long. Little babies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so shrimpy little things. <laughs> yeah. Yabbies. Yep, very good. So oh. right in the little bay itself, there's great fishing. So the first time about 20 years ago I went, all I had was a little, you know, uh, tinny, uh, yep. just a, almost a road bay. I think I had a five horsepower on it. Yep. And we just mucked around in the bay and out, you know, when it was calm, we'd go out around Goat Island. Mm-hmm. We'd always come back with some salmon trout, you know, a few whiting, some Tommy Ruffs, and, you know, oh. you go out, you see the seals. Seals that come up next to the oh. boat, flopping around, you know. Yeah, going, oh, that sort of stuff. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> and out of that five metre, sorry, little uh, 10 foot tinny, I was around up into Kalidi Bay and in about three foot of water. And I put out a big rod with a big three hooks on it, gang hook with a fillet of um, mullet on there. Oh. Um, and I had that sitting there because I, I thought I'll catch a stingray for a bit of fun because there's lots of stingrays up there and stingrays oh. in shallow water, you know, they go nuts yep. and a bit of fun. And bang, off it went and choo, this thing went straight towards the oyster leases. And it's just stripping line off like it's going, I want to stand up on the back of the boat. It's almost pulling me out the back of the boat. Oh, God. And then all of a sudden, the line went completely slack. It's like, you know, he's busted me off. He's got in oyster leases anyway. Next thing, I'm winding it in, you know, it's all this slack line. And next thing, all of a sudden, I see the line start to take up out of the water. And this thing goes straight back under the boat. And it's a kingfish. Oh, oh wow. About probably 750, 800 meter long, you know, big kingfish. Wow. And it's gone all of a sudden, it's picked up all the slack and it's gone. Out to the other side, and it's gone straight over a sandbar, and you could see its tail going through the water, and then it's gone down the other side, and it's come back, and it's dragged my braid across my mate's anchor because oh. he had, was in a tinny next to me, and it, I lost it. But oh. yeah, so there in Clitty Bay, in three feet of water, um, a kingfish, you know, probably 40, 40 odd kilos. Wow. wow! So I've hooked two kingfish over there, but I haven't got them in the boat. Yet. Oh, so there's. Some, uh, Maybe next year. Yeah, that was that one. And then another time I, I got it uh, up the side of the boat and a shark got it. Oh. Bloody oh, hell. So Rotters. great fishing in there. Then I got a slightly bigger boat and we used to go out around to the Brothers and out to Farm oh. Beach and Point Longnose. Yep. And that was probably about as far as that boat would go with fuel and safely, you know, because you've got to watch it a little bit. It gets very lumpy in the bay. Yep. It's never really dangerous, and that's a beautiful thing about boating in Coffin Bay. You're always within sight of land. You know, there's lots of boats around. You've got the oyster fishing. So for the people who aren't very experienced and, you know, taking people like kids and that out for the first time, it's really, really good, safe oh, place to wow. fish. But beautiful. it can get a little bit lumpy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yep. never bad enough you're not going to get home or... But it can get a little bit, oh. little bit uncomfortable when you get out around. Excellent. There. Well, I want to hear more, but we've got to hear a few words from our sponsors. Stay with us. We're talking fishing down at Coffin Bay here on Adventure Before Dementia on eighty-eight point nine FM Hills Radio. Stay with us. There was Naked Eyes way back in the eighties. What a great era! And there was always something there to remind me. You're listening to Mike and Anita here on Adventure Before Dementia on eighty-eight point nine FM Hills Radio, and we're joined with fishing guru. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Recreational enthusiast. At what least. were you calling me before? The Hoth. The Hoth. Hoth. The Hoth. The Hoth, yes. The Hoth. That's what the footy boys call me, the Hoth. Well, there we go. <laughs> this is Dave, the Hoth fisherman. 
Guru. <laughs> and uh, Guru. just before the break, we were talking about uh, all the fishing species that you can expect to get down at Coffin Bay. And uh, Dave, I understand that there are some great fishing grounds there. Can you yeah. elaborate? Absolutely fantastic. So as we were talking before, just in and around Coffin Bay itself, in the, in the tiny little bay, and we're talking a bay that's probably only 250 metres across and there's a little island in the mm-hmm. middle... Yep. And you can go in kayaks, little tinnies. You've got the ledge, or they call the ledge across the channel. Mm-hmm. And you can fish from either side of the channel. On the ledge side, they fish for kingfish and snapper wow. out of the point, mm-hmm. uh, in the, the entrance into Mountain Dutton Bay. So there's good land-based fishing as well. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a boat and you can venture a little bit further out, so even with a relatively small boat on a good day, a, a, a tinny with a 15 horse or something, you can get out around the Brothers, mm-hmm. and that's good whiting and flathead ground. Oh, okay. Uh, one of my favourite spots is the place you were talking about before is Black Springs, oh, yeah. and that's really great for, you've got kids oh. in the boat because you get real close up against the cliffs. Yeah. It's usually really calm, and you can put the front of the boat in about three metres of water. You see the bottom and you're barely up and you get lots of uh, salmon trout and Tommy Ruffs coming around. You get a few whiting. Wow. And the back of the boat hangs over a big sand channel that goes down about eight metres. Wow. And you can toss out there and you'll get things like kingfish, snapper, shark, mm. uh, stingrays. So, you know, you can have a, have a little bit of fun there if you get a... You get a big hook up. You know, there's nothing like getting a big hook up with kids in the boat, and oh. rather than just pulling them in, you know, pulling in a little whiting, which can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get a, you get a big fish, and you get a big ray there, and then you get it up onto the shallows, and it's just swooshing around. You know, and wow. yeah, it's yeah. quite quite amazing. Exciting for kids and adults. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> then, if you go a bit further afield, so out past Black Springs, you've got the oyster leases, of course, around point on the inside of Point Longnose, and um, in around there. Now. To get out to Round Point Longnose, you can either go round the channel, which goes round in towards Black Springs and right around the outside, but there's what they call a false channel between the oyster leases. And you've got to be really careful because you'll be going along if you try and head straight out to Point Longnose and you'll just run run aground. You'll go from, you know, about three or four metres into a foot in about ten feet and you'll just (laughs) run aground. Now, high tide, (laughs) if you know what you're doing, you can scoot it along between the oyster leases, but it's best to locate this false channel. And most people have got GPSs and, and tracking yep. systems these days. So once you've found it, it's not too bad. So uh-huh. you sort of go head out towards Point Longnose and you follow. If you, if you find the shallow water, you just follow around. Eventually you'll find this false channel which gets down to about three metres, so only about 20, 20 metres wide, mm-hmm. and it goes between the oyster leases and it gets down to about 1.5 metres at low tide wow. on the exit as you go towards Point Longnose. Man. And then you head out. Around Point Longnose, there's not really all that much good fishing between the Oyster Leases and Point Longnose, but mm. once you get around there on the northern side, you've got Farm Beach, which is a famous oh, yeah. fishing beach, and uh, a lot of people, as I said, launch off there and just it's just broken ground and you catch a lot of whiting, a lot of squid around there. And then on the other side, there's massive great sand hills and it's great to take the kids in there after you've been in the boat for a few hours, pull mm-hmm. up, you know, have something to eat. They'll run up these sand dunes. We used to take bits of cardboard or sometimes <laughs> yeah. they'd bring their um, wakeboards or, or old um, uh, skateboards oh, along skateboard and try and tops. surf it, you know, yep. and all this sort of stuff. But they have a ball climbing up and down there. Yeah. 
and it's beautiful and calm and you can just go for a bit of a swim. That was Seven Mile Beach where we were talking about yeah. before. If you drive along there, you've got to make sure it's low tide. Yeah. So then up from Farm Beach, you've got some beautiful big cliffs and some lovely bays where they call oh. it Gallipoli. Apparently it looks oh, like what okay. Gallipoli looks like. Oh. And uh, that's a bit deeper. And you get generally get not as many fish over there, but you yep. get bigger fish. So you, that's where you get your big th- slapping 45 centimetre whiting and stuff like that and in the middle of the bay there's an abalone uh, farm and then all the way from Kate Sir Isaac sort of back to um, Point Longnose is really just broken ground varying around about the three metre mark and it's, you just drop around there for whiting and, wow. and same thing, your salmon trout, your flathead. So um, some people go into as low as a metre of water huh. to fish for whiting. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What do you mean by broken ground? Broken ground is where it's sandy and there's just patches of weed. Okay. And yep. so you sort of, when you're fishing for whiting, you look for not just solid weed, but you want broken areas and you're oh, trying okay. to anchor in the middle of a broken area so you're not, and just toss the edge of the weed and the whiting will come yep. in out of the weed. Oh. And, you know, if you calm day, you put your burly bucket down, you'll see the whiting come in around the Wow. So it's so, so yeah. calm and clear and just. Not all the time. Not all the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Well, wind, of, wind well the good thing about Coffin Bay, because of the shape of it, um, except for when it's blown like 25 or 30 knots, you can nearly always go out. And that's why I think it's worth going the extra dif- distance, say, to York Peninsula to go to Coffin Bay because yeah. you can quite often try and go fishing, go to York Peninsula and you'll just get blown out and you'll never Ugh. get your boat in the water. And then you try and go fishing because that's what you went there to do. And yep. people go out, they get seasick and it can get a bit dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, But Coffin Bay, you'll always find somewhere to go fishing. You wow. know? So you it's know, protected. It's protected. You know, yeah. even if you're just fishing in and around, we've had it when it's been blown for two or three days, you know, southwestly at 30 knots. We don't get out the Brothers or Point Long Nose. And we just fish, like we said, in and around Kalidi Bay, you can still do stuff, you know. You'll get in the water, you'll get a fish and you'll have a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah well. I mean, just in that bay, as I said, we've, we've dropped, put the boat in the water, gone to that hole that I spoke, kids dropped off, we've come back with two dozen trevally. Oh, wow. And, you know, they're just bang, 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 double heads of trevally, half dozen whiting, salmon trout, you know, and you, you're just, like I said, 200 metres from the boat ramp. You don't wow. have to go far. Crazy. Nice. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And you want some really exciting stuff? If you're there when the pilchard boat comes in, oh. you go down to the just just off the jetty, and it's hilarious because kids, you know, there's a whole bunch of people just fishing off the jetty, and all of a sudden the pilchard boat comes in, and there's just this massive swarm of huge salmon trout. And next thing, all these kids have got double headers of oh. salmon trout, and their dad's trying to get them in. It's just pandemonium, you know, fish flopping around on the deck everywhere, and people getting tangled up. And, wow! Yeah, really and, and great because you go up there and you, with, your, with your bucket, and they'll just give you a bucket full of pilchards, and yeah, yeah, right. fantastic. Oh, wow! See, we haven't seen any of this because no, we do more right. four-wheel yeah. driving stuff, whereas the fishing is a total different perspective. Well, I'm on not the a big beach fisherman, but um, and it's on my bucket list because our Monta Beach is one of the famous uh, salmon beaches, four-wheel mm-hmm. drive salmon beaches in, yep. in Australia. Oh. Yeah. So fantastic Ooh. salmon fishing off our Monta Beach. Man. Well. So I presume you need a big rod to fish off the beach. You do need a big rod, mate, to fish yep. off the beach. Well, in actual fact, no, there, there's some really good holes, sometimes really close, mm-hmm. and you might only need a, you know, eight or ten footer, and you'll yep. still catch something, and you'll catch salmon trout in the shallows. Yeah. But, you okay. know, yeah, generally beach fishing, you want something 12, 14 foot, maybe a bit bigger even. Amazing. Yep. Can't wait to go. Can't wait to go and catch all these fishies and things and oysters. <laughs> and there's nothing better than when it's been caught, 
yeah. a few hours before and it, you know it's not been frozen and it's on the plate fresh beautiful. oh absolutely beautiful. and that you've struggled get a few like so get a few oysters from the shop to start with then yeah. you have a bit of calamari then a few fillets of whiting maybe a bit of flathead nice uh, you know Get some chips from the shop. <laughs> bit of salad. I reckon we've won. A nice little, little bottle of Fiano <laughs> or, you know, Gruna Vetlana. Not the Sauvignon Blanc stuff. Let's Just some, some beer some would be fine. I think we've wet a lot of people's appetites out there mm. now to go and visit Coffin Bay if you haven't already and you've got oh, a bit of time to kill before Christmas or after because I reckon it would be pretty busy around Chris, Christmas. Down it's there. getting more and more busy at Coffin Bay over the last yeah. 10 years. When I first went, it was you know, a nice, quiet little place, but, yeah, it gets People pretty busy now. cottoned on, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. But go down there with kids or by yourself or with some friends. And Great place for kids, you know, kayaking fishing. around the bay and All the water and sports and that, yeah, that you can do. Yeah, they can do a bit too. of snorkelling. It's safe for them and, yeah, it's so a great spot. So much to do. Great spot. But we're going now. That's it for us. Thanks so much for joining us on Adventure Before Dementia. Hang around for the Bricks and Mortar show. Is that with, with this Dave person again? Yeah. <laughs> Dulcet tones. Yes, but we'll. Um, otherwise, we'll be back next week with another fantastic adventure before dementia, and I'll put up some pictures on our Facebook page, which is Adventure Before Dementia, eighty-eight point nine of some of the sites that we've seen at uh, Coffin Bay, and also a bit of a map that you can see where we've been talking about. 